Greetings, I'm Mark Geary, your host and arbiter of all that is humorous, and you're listening to a podcast called You Think That's Funny. You may interpret that title as either a declarative, imperative, or accusatory statement, depending on your own inclination. If you'd like to follow along with this episode at a fanboy-type level, you can also check out some of the funny things we'll be talking about. Links to everything are available at youthinkthatsfunnypodcast.com. Or, if you're not familiar with the oeuvre of the actor Daffy Duck, please go to YouTube and search Daffy Duck No Pain No Gain. And if you didn't see the seminal original British version of The Office, search that same website for David Brent Dance. While you're there, you should also search for Dell Falls Through the Bar and Michael Winslow Led Zeppelin, and you will be up to speed on what we're going to be talking about. All right, for those that want to do the research, you can hit the pause button right now and go away. And for the rest of us, here we go. Today I'm talking to Kelsey Huff, storyteller, broadcaster, and stand-up comedian. As my disclosure for this episode, I need to tell you that Kelsey is a friend and colleague of mine in comedy for over a decade. And I do find the things that she finds funny to be funny myself. Hello, Say hello, Kelsey. Hello, Mark. I can't believe that you just called me your friend in public. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, we can stop doing the podcast now. <laughs> I've broken out into a cold sweat two minutes in. Okay, so you sent me a list of things that you consider funny, and I actually separated them into two categories. Oh, I like it. Your style, Mark. Did you also make an Excel spreadsheet about it? I, I spreadsheeted it and uh, sorted them, alphabetized them, and went to bed happy. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what we've got, and it's an interesting uh, tale of Kelsey's uh, psyche, I feel. Oh. So the first category that I noticed a pattern of was the goofy. And in the goofy, we had surprised by farts, sound effects, particularly on Mystery Science Theater, and Daffy Duck being erased by the artist that was drawing him. Goofy is what I would call those things, Yes. Yeah, I would. I, I'm full disclosure. When you asked me this, I'm I, I'm a little embarrassed. Like I wish like the things I loved were more like nuanced and deep and academic and like oh, I mean it's like farts and ducks. Well, <laughs> full disclosure to our audience, Kelsey is American. Um, so, can you tell him I have heavy breathing? <laughs> I am overweight. Let's talk about it. No, I, I said we're going into your psyche. This is too much too soon. Let's stick to comedy. The okay, second okay. category, which surprised me knowing you, Kelsey, okay, is okay. that that I shall call schadenfreude. Ooh. Oh, there we go. And I in, like the academics. And in the category for schadenfreude, we have people falling over, newscasters messing up, and Ricky Gervais dancing like an idiot on the original superior British version of The Office. Oh, full disclosure, yeah. I agree with you, although I did not type superior in my email to you. I, I, I put superior as an adjective in front of most things that I say, <laughs> just to clarify further. Okay, so that's the diddly-doo. That's the background for this, this week's thrilling installment. So... Yeah. 
Can I ask you a question, Mark, or am I messing up your Ooh, Excel spreadsheet? Yeah. I, no, uh, go on. Ask me okay. a question. So were you surprised that you said that, oh, there's certain things that you sent me that I that I uh, also find funny? Were you surprised by that? Or do you think I was going to send you things and you, and you were going to disagree heavily? No, I actually didn't know. It, it was brought up uh, in conversation with someone else earlier this week. In the week, we were talking about things. And I thought, you know what, as a disc closure at the top of each episode i'm gonna say i find them funny or i don't because that sets the tone of well why is this going to be combative or what so i I just think it's interesting you know it's a good uh way to stress the uh uh relationship between the the com the what we find funny yeah yeah I I'm glad doing, we're not going to fight. That's amazing. Yeah, I will. Be, I didn't single you out. I will be doing it for every guest. <laughs> okay. I still okay. feel special, Mark. I still yes. feel special. So, okay. Kelsey Hoff, you've been analyzed. You like schadenfreude and you like goofy. Tell mm. me why. I, well, I'll start, I think, with the old Daffy Duck, if you don't mind. It was one of those goofy things as a kid um, I, it's just like the element of like surprise. I think like, I never realized that you could like break a fourth wall and that you could like, you know, scream at your creator, you know? And I, I just, and like, he's fighting to the last of it and still being like a, an angry, silly goose. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I love it. Um, so I don't know. Schadenfreude. I, I always thought that I mean, that's, that's a very fancy word that I guess I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, uh, but I think I identify more as goofy personally myself. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was expecting. The Schadenfreude <laughs> kind of came out of left field. And I, I like the fact that you chose screaming at your creator because that's what most of us do every morning, right? Right, exactly. And then he Why just, God? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, I find that to be quite funny. Yeah. You know, that the, he's relentless and doesn't stop being angry. And I do feel like that in my sort of my own personal comedy, right? Not to make it about myself, but like there's this mania in my voice. Um, I might be a, a little more joyful than Daffy Duck, but uh, this relentless need to, to sort of sweat and scream on stage is really my jam. Okay. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. Okay, so Goofy, we, we, can, uh, we can nail that one shut then. But yeah. Schadenfreude, tell me the deal. Yeah, I don't know, because maybe because I don't. Okay, so these are the ones that you you classified as Schadenfreude, right? The Ricky Gervais dancing, the sort yep. of falling down. Yeah, um, and newscaster and, fails. And the newscaster fails, yeah. And maybe I'm just uneducated because I went to the uh, public school. But for me, it was always more about like the status that I enjoyed them, like sort of, like the the, the clip that you sent me, right? So you have like, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of the game here, but you have sort of these, you know, sort of smarmy, like sort of posh sort of, you know, dudes in the eighties checking out ladies and then one instantly makes a fool of himself. So to me, it's like, I, I enjoy the status stuff. The Ricky Gervais stuff is like desperately trying to belong and failing. Uh, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's a very tense humiliation that I love. <laughs> so it's, it's a status drop. Interesting. Yeah. I, 
I'm into that for sure. Um, you know, I think that's what the newscaster thing. Everybody yeah. is so like chiseled and makeup and the lighting is right. And okay. so much has been put into the production and they just F it up yeah. <laughs> so beautifully. I love it. Ugh, I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. I always I say in comedy, we carried the ball 99 yards and <laughs> yeah. gave it to you and you couldn't even flop over the, <laughs> flop over the touchdown line, right? Uh, I love that you put flopping and touchdown all in the same sentence. Yes. <laughs> actually, you know what? Actually, I forgot. I did So I did some research. So I thought we can look at why these things are funny, but what does the internet say? And I oh. came up with some good stuff here. What is the science? So here's how classy I am. The University of Helsinki had, had a, has an article. It's linked. <laughs> go to the Go to the website, kids. There's so much homework in this podcast, Mark. Yep. (laughs) You knew it would be. University of Helsinki, Anu Kohonen, professor of area and cultural studies. Why are farts funny? This is what those crazy Finns think. The funniness of farts is associated with uncontrollable physicality. They are part of a concealed physicality that pushes through to the surface. (laughs) To paraphrase Mikhail (laughs) Bakhtin, it's part of the grotesque body. Never thought it'd be that posh, eh? How long... And it it continues, because this is an eye-opener. How long have people been laughing at toots, as the Finns call it? Toots humor of some kind can be associated with any period from which there are sources. Attitudes towards the male fart have been more permissive compared to the female fart. Kelsey oh, the feminist. Open, don't even open the door, yep, Mark. What have I, you done? <laughs> I open the door for Kelsey and and here she comes with Emmeline Pankhurst had her at her eels pushing it. <laughs> Oh, man, we're going to start talking about class and capitalism. It's going right off the rails, Mark. Yep, yep. It's not going to be one of those two dudes talking about basketball for three hours. Oh, we'll we'll loop it basketball. Don't you worry. The former, uh, and Anu, who is female, continues, the former has also been perceived as a criticism of rationality, revealing the madness of refinement. It has served as suitable interjection in masculine conversation. This is farts, by the way. We're still talking about Still talking about farts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I, I, sorry to labor the point, but this one just blew my mind earlier. Final cut. In closing, what positives have humanity gained from Toots humor? In early jokes, one of the most important roles of the fart was to demonstrate our shared humanity. Whoa. Yes. And to yes. add a modicum of equality between people. There you go. We're, we're, so, we're doing socialism through uh, bodily gas. Yeah. We are. At- I totally agree with that. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting yeah, excited. Yeah. Keep going. Also, it was a political statement is what you're saying. Uh, yes. We are at the mercy of our bodies and capable of laughing longer. There you go. That's the University of Helsinki. Um, just FYI, the funniest thing. This was published on September 22nd of 2020. So we know what they've been doing during lockdown in Finland. Just 
farting away and talking about it. You know what's probably the most upsetting? Because I know, Mark, you obviously, you run a nonprofit. You know they got grants to write this article, oh. like way more than you got. <laughs> hook, me you up, hook me up with the grant writer that, that set this one up. Uh, farts for uh, I don't know one thousand billion euros. Yeah. I don't well, know. it's I mean, Sc- it's Scandinavia. They're humanists, right? They'd yeah, rather yeah. give the money to the to academia than uh, than sports teams. Yeah, back to hating basketball. I like it, yeah, Mark. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> oh, and I, I also did just to show how incredibly uh, urbane I am. Uh, Shadow Freud from the New Statesman. So let's keep it European. And classy. According to the New Statesman article that I read, researchers have found that the brain interprets funny and frightening facial expressions similarly, but it also recognizes the stuff that's happening around the facial expression and tries to reconcile the contradiction. So that contradiction or paradox is what triggers a humorous response. We laugh at the person that isn't in danger, feeling they're in danger, and they're clumsy. So we don't laugh when we know, oh, this dude just fell off a building and is going to die. But we do laugh when we see the dude trip, fall three feet. So we're not bad people. Our brain, right. is, <laughs> our brain is telling us, doesn't, don't worry, there is no danger. Which is weird because I laugh at people falling off. My favorite thing is um, <laughs> what is uh, no, you're gonna, not gonna like this. Uh, I'm no, come on, tell me, tell me. Um, I have a whole thing of like um, a certain socioeconomic class of American people falling off the back of ATVs. You know okay. when they just pop the clutch and you can see the people telling them like, you know. Don't pop the clutch, and then they do, and way they're off the back. Absolute diamond. Di- anyway. A diamond. I, so, so Mark, you have lots of, uh, you find yourself to be a, a sort of in this category of humor, you would say? Yes? You were shot in Freudist or um, Freud, Freidenheimer? I don't know what's the term. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like, what I like is, and this shouldn't be about me, but what I like is satire that absolutely, if I'm going to go after someone and say, let's have a status change, I just like satire that rips them to pieces and dances on their effing grave. I'm sorry, gotcha. but that's, I'm a vicious bastard, right? Um, and <laughs> so it, you're in it for the bloodshed. Yeah, really and, and, and British satire does not hold back does not hold back um so anywho i'm not so schadenfreude just because i like the satire that goes for the neck so so less falling less falling more like like guillotine is what you're looking for okay i don't need you i don't need you to trip yourself up i'm standing here (laughs) with my leg out waiting to do it to you so violent Um, so kelsey yes mark we've talked about what you find funny is there Mm -hmm. in light of these startling new statesman facts is there anything in your past do you think you know what this is the root cause of why i find funny what i find funny funny yeah i think it's and i know this is like such a basic answer i know this is not what you what you want this podcast to be mark because you're like stick to the facts not to the feelings um but I feel it's uh, the tension popping. So like I grew up in a house that was pretty tense. Some like, 
you know, uh, alcoholism and, you know, abuse and stuff like that. And I was able to alleviate that kind of tension by making jokes, stupid ones, stupid, you know, whatever. So that's, that's where I like, like popping that tension and like doing something goofy and sort of constantly be in motion, that mania. Um, that's just a survival tactic <laughs> that I, <laughs> I tried to make into a career. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's sort of where I am. And I think that's where like the goofiness and the pop, the, the, that popping that tension or to like mess with mess with that status I think that's that's where it comes from that's what I'm drawn to I don't like humor that is bullying humor because that is what the person in my house that I was trying to make laugh would use as a weapon you know Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying it's satire you know you're saying like you're using you're using the thing that you love to like change the status quo Mm -hmm. I, I don't like when people use comedy to take a group of people that are already down and put them lower to make them higher do you know what I'm saying yeah. Um, I'm not into that. Well, that's, but anything I, else pretty good. I feel like that's been, uh, it's been almost buried at this point. I mean, in when alternative comedy was invented in England in the late seventies, the first thing they went after was misogyny, homophobia, etc., And they really did more or less wipe it out. Um, and I think it happened maybe a little, it's probably way worse in England, to be honest. Um, so it did need it to be sort of stamped out faster, but I, I feel like it's, it's almost gone. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm doing, well, not now, obviously, but, uh, in the club scene, it's, it's still alive and kicking in America. Maybe just like other things, it takes a while to come on over, you know, <laughs> I don't know. No. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh. We've sort of established, you know, uh, what you find funny, and you obviously are an artiste yourself, um, oh, comedian, broadcaster, etc. So, you know, how do you see the things that you find funny manifest in your own work? Give me specifics. Oh, yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, so, I feel like this sort of joyful mania that I'm talking about, which I feel like kind of sums up what I do and sort of the daffy duck isms in me, um, manifests in a couple ways in art. One, I do think it, it, we should be very transparent. Like, I think that you have to do a lot of things to be an artist, which includes like teaching, doing voiceover work, doing a bunch of things. And I think that manifests specifically in my teaching where I want to see people become joyful and goofy and I lift the people up to do that. You know what I'm saying? Whatever that thing that they want to do, whatever joy they find, I pull them out. Um, I think for the goofiness in my own art, I find um, that mix of sort of personal, which I know Mark loves, but personal sort of pain mixed with these sort of weird like sound effects very animated things so it doesn't get too um too heavy uh i feel like it touches people like i feel like i can talk about these sort of darker things like you know domestic violence and alcoholism and all these things but doing it in sort of a cartoony way lets me slide um lets me sort of slide a message in at least that's what i'm thinking i'm doing i mean i'm probably just selling booze for people but you know like that's that's my goal. So that's that's how I think that that it is snuck into my own voice. I mean, you watched me, Mark. What do you think? <laughs> Can you no, talk about me more? <laughs> no, that's what I'm trying to do. I, I'm trying to not talk about me. Um, <laughs> that's what this podcast is an exercise in. God, I'm sweating. Just not mentioning my own opinion for a few minutes. 
It's a Where are you sweating specifically, Mark? Let's really get to the biologicalness uh, of no, your sweat. No, I'm just metaphorically sweat. Okay, got it. Um, being British, I'm not allowed to sweat. We're just metaphorically allowed to. So, yeah. No, that's terrible for your glands. Yeah. <laughs> Leave my glands out of things. <laughs> Okay, um, all right. Okay, all right. so next subject, because you know I have a very meticulous agenda. Um, I know. My goal is to try to throw this off the rails as much as no. possible. No basketball, please. So, okay, so I sent you in response um, mm-hmm. some things to see how you reacted based on what I was thinking you thought was funny. So uh, I'm just going to quickly recap. So there's three clips I sent you. The first one is one of the most Famous things in British comedy. Del Del Boy falls through the bar. Go click the links, people. It's one of the most famous moments in British comedy at this point. It's just a pratfall, but it's it's a classic. The second one I sent you appertains to a... a, whatever it was called, Vine clip that you sent me where someone was shouting abuse at... at, uh, a goose or something and yeah. um, i i love a show called brass eye from england there was a very similar thing there where a man is taken to court from psychologically abusing cow a cow by writing the word twat on the side of it and putting headphones on it and uh, directly <laughs> insulting it and the third thing was michael winslow doing led zeppelin because he is the king of sound effects right so what did you think of those three things that i thought you would find funny did i read the book right yeah i think you read the room i think um uh so a couple of notes i was a little nervous when i started watching the first one the fa- very famous one you're talking about like i said before because i was like oh these look like two skeevy dudes trying to hit on a lady i'm like mark Erie, what have you sent me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then as soon as he fell and like the straight man reaction and apologies for not knowing the, the I'm sure he's very famous, the other gentleman's name who did not fall. Um, I mean, that's that tension and that timing that I just, I mean, nailed it. Right. And then him getting up um, and trying to keep on the facade of yeah. like, you know, being like a super cool dude or whatever. Um, and this walk afterwards, I mean, those tiny mo like his little scuffly walk is so good. I love a good physical humor. So yeah, nailed that, Mark Geary. I think the Michael Winslow one, absolutely loved it. But my, I don't know if it's my, um, <laughs> because I watch Vine and TikTok now, my my attention span, I couldn't do the whole, I couldn't do it all. I was like, this would be great if it was like 30 seconds. I'm done. Led Zeppelin didn't write 30 seconds, <laughs> did they, Kelsey? <laughs> well, I've got some notes for the Zeppelin. <laughs> they need to make it a little shorter. <laughs> such a jerk did you ever work with michael winslow because you you've done the zanies circuit it would have been i did it and it would have been amazing because uh i am terrible at sound effects i love to put them everywhere just because uh, i just love it but he is like you know i mean he's he's geniusly skilled with mouth acting what do we call that i don't know (laughs) beatboxing Uh, he's so good. So I really enjoyed that. Very skilled. My notice could have been shorter. And then your other one, how British is that? Is all I have to say. Like, <laughs> it was so British. And Mark, I got so excited because the guy in that, I know, I don't know his name because I'm terrible. Chris Morris. But I was like, yes. But I'm like, this Brian from Spaced. Ah! And I like lost it. 
I was like, hello, Brian. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, amazing. And I know he's in another, a lot of other things. So I, I, that's very impressive. Oh, no, that's you, not Chris that's Morris. How... That's um, Mark Heap, is it? Okay. Yeah, no, the guy, no, the guy you mean. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the, that, uh, he's in the, um, he's in the doctor show you love. I'm, I'm having a brain fart. Yeah. The British doctor show. Yeah. Anyway, I, I recognize someone. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so yeah. cultured. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, did you laugh at it? Because I find Chris, Chris Morris brass eye to be the most intelligent satire I've ever seen. Yeah, I gotta. I did laugh at it. Here's another thing, and this is on me, Mark. This is not on you. And I really do think it's just my brain is. It was very. It felt like it was very much in a time period. Like what was that early early two thousands? Hmm. Like where they had the where they had the. It was. It like distracted me a little bit. Like mm. the editing of it, you know, was it like had that like close up on the cow and then making that weird like the effects, you know, it felt a little dated, but I got over it and then I laughed. So, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. So that's your favorite fellow. What's his name again? I'm going to do my research. Chris Morris is one of the three pillars of comedy genius currently alive. Wow. Tiny words for yes. Mark <laughs> Jeez. So have you ever met this person? And if you did, would you... Would you keep I, I would cool, scream or? like Beatlemania and throw my <laughs> knickers at him. Uh, I actually know someone who met him. I know someone who met him. He was writing for Daily Show and Morris came on Daily Show. And I was uh. like, oh, my God, dude. And he was like, I mean, the guy I know who met him is not is at least even less enthusiastic than I am about life. So, but, um, you know, I was <laughs> like, oh, my. It, Chris Morris, Steve Coogan. And uh, not, I don't really want to meet Gervais, Chris Morris, and Coogan. If I ever met them, it would be like Beatlemania. I would just really? be screaming and crying in the corner. Mark, I know that we're running out of time, but I, I just yeah. have a really quick question. Have you ever seen that clip or watched when Ricky Gervais and um, uh, it, I think it's at the Larry Sanders documentary where Gary Shandling and Ricky Gervais have that very awkward conversation in Gary Shandling's house? No. Holy cow, it's some of the most uncomfortable thing I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Um, Give it a watch and maybe yeah. we'll talk about it uh, not on this podcast. So if this doesn't make any sense for you guys to hear, uh, Mark and I are having a friendship without oh, you guys. <laughs> I'll put the link in. Okay. okay. All right. We're coming to the, the last five minutes here. So let's let's knuckle down to the last couple of things. I can't leave an agenda unfinished. So we've talked about what we find funny. Here's, yes. the, here's the category everyone loves. The what do you not find funny everyone else is just pissing their little panties at and you're just standing there like guys what and don't do the obvious yeah. ones the jeff dunham's the whatever give me give me something esoteric oh god and i know you were going to ask me this question and i i should have been more um prepared and i'm not going to name names just because i still work with them sometimes <laughs> But yeah. uh, <laughs> but it's but it's every comedian working the club scene in in uh, the Midwest. I have to tell you, <laughs> I have to tell you, I've had some bad experiences, and I think yeah. this is, and I'm not going to name a name or whatever. But uh, I, I'm usually either the host or the middler. Yeah, obviously, like I'm not headlining during the weekends at Zany's, right? I'm I'm a local gal. Nobody cares. I don't sell enough tickets, so I would host or middle. And the amount of it's, I have a very hard time separating art from person. I know that people mm -hmm. think that. I should be able to, but if you are a horrible human being to me personally and comedians, I don't care if you're a genius or not. You're a narcissistic, terrible person. And this is the thing I think that, that harms me the most. I had an experience with a comedian who's doing very well, 
who I think his humor is bullying humor wrapped around the guise of him being like a white guy who's a genius, but also like the the man of like the the people, like I'm helping out gay people by making these jokes about them, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, he made a joke about me as I left the stage and I get it, that's par for the course, you know, whatever, yeah. I don't I don't like that. I think it's very unprofessional. Yeah. The thing that harmed me the most is that all the dudes who came to watch him in my community, the comedy guys, lost it and laughed. Mm. And it felt like they just sucked the power I had and like the, uh, from me, that's what I don't like. So it's not like a, I, I wish I had like, a. this is what I don't like about the jokes. I don't like the hypocrisy of that vibe. You know what I mean? Of like, mm. you're not in our club, mm. get out. That feeling, I really, I really don't like it. Yeah. That's that's but that's being on the inside of the industry, sort of causing that, right? You, you're just yeah, yeah, you know, you're just looking at yeah. Because I've met, you know, there's notorious people in in the scene that everyone's like, oh my god, this nightmare. But as a booker, you have to book them. You know what I mean? And and so I I totally understand that that piece yeah. of it. But is there any is there anything? you can think of where you're just like, man, I just do not see, see this, these, these, this thing that everyone else is amused about. Um, uh, I guess, uh, uh, what, uh, <laughs> what can I say? Um, I used to think this way about TikTok, hmm. but now I'm on board. So I've been changed. <laughs> Oh, right. Like, okay. you know, like, like uh, there's a, there's a couple of people like, you got to watch this video of this guy making a song about, uh, comments on, uh, people's, you know, like on people's Facebook. I'm like, I, I don't got time. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't got time for that. Like, I feel like I'm too old. Um, don't send me, you know, freaking links of dudes singing stupid songs. Yeah. And then I open them and I'm like, all right, that's pretty funny. So, uh, I think really all it is, the things I don't find funny are when people are dicks. I really yeah. don't like it. Huh. I, I wish that I wish I had more specifics, but like when uh, when people use humor as a weapon, I just don't like it. Okay. I don't like it. I hate it. Right. I think that you should stop it. <laughs> the okay. end. The end. All right. Well, that's not quite the end because we have to do a little <laughs> uh, promotional thing. Uh, maybe by the time we get into a few airings, this will be sponsored by a Chicago sausage company or something. <laughs> be able to promote it. That's the dream, obviously, but. <laughs> Um, so let's talk, uh, upcoming projects. Um, what have you got going on? Uh, more sitting at home waiting for, for the plague to disappear, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got a couple podcasts coming up, <laughs> not that I'm doing, but like people seem uh, to really want to chat with me uh, that I'm alone in this room. Um, so I'm doing that uh, and that's kind of it. So the Kate's is the show that I uh, produce that we're on hold because obviously we do it in a small bookstore so that, uh, you know, everybody's kind of having a rough go of it, but hoping, uh, fingers crossed by, um, you know, fall and winter that will be up there and any updates will be on my website. So it's just Kelsey Huff, K-E-L-S-I-E-H-U-F-F.com. That's Kelsey Huff.com. Um, so that's where it'll all be. How do you how do you like that promo, Mark? I, I freaking nailed it. <laughs> I don't want to update you about your own project, but I saw the Kates is at a festival, like a fillet of solo or something, isn't it? Oh, that was in January, but oh. yeah, yeah, it's a goner. Alrighty, <laughs> okay, that's yeah. How, but thank yeah. you for researching. Yeah, see, that's that's how good my research is. Alrighty, well. <laughs> 
that this was you think that's funny and you can see a see a little more we'll bung some links up at you think that's funny podcast.com and you can see all the stuff we were talking about if you're still none the wiser um and i'll probably do another one of these again at some point <laughs> that's all that's what i've got to say to prime the pump for the next one uh and this was me and say goodbye kelsey Bye, friend Mark. Thank you very much. Cue jangly outro music.